Hi guys, it's Jill, Jill Trees to be exact, and you are listening to Equine in Theory. Equine in Theory is my new podcast, and I'm so excited to finally have a podcast of my very own. I used to listen to podcasts all the time when I was cleaning stalls and feeding horses back when I was younger. And now I am still listening to podcasts obsessively. Um, In particular, Equiosity, The Willing Equine, In the Spirit of Horse, Come Along for the Ride, and Drinking from the Toilet. If you're familiar with any one of those podcasts, you are probably aware that they all center around positive reinforcement animal training, um, and mostly horse animal training. Yep, horses are animals. Indeed, they are. But I decided that I wanted to make my very own podcast centered around positive reinforcement training. The difference is mine is more of the amateur hour version of those incredible podcasts. And the reason for that is because I am not a professional. I just recently switched to positive reinforcement um, back in July of 2018. So yeah, I'm pretty new at this. Uh, Despite what my USCF status says, it says I'm a professional because apparently accepting sponsorships for being a social media individual makes you a pro writer. Not sure how that works, but (laughs) regardless. Um, So I am new at this and that leads me into a little bit of my back history. So I started writing when I was about seven and my trainer was sort of into Pirelli, kind of. I don't really know. I don't really remember a whole lot. I just remember wanting to ride bareback like all the time. And eventually I became a very competitive eventer and I was, you know, going to shows every two weeks, like every, like twice a month. And I was riding every single day and working as hard as I could to get as good as I could, jump as high as I could, be as good at dressage as I could, all of the wonderful things. And um, now I am in college and I live in a tiny house on a horse farm, and I work as an exercise rider, I guess you could say. Um, Exercise rider slash salesperson slash will be competing the horses at shows eventually. I don't really, there's not a title for that, but um, that's sort of what I'm doing. However, (laughs) I also have my own personal mare here, and she has a bit of an interesting story as of late that also correlates with my switch to a more positive reinforcement-based training philosophy. So back in July of 2018, she colicked pretty badly, and we had to drive the three hours down to Louisiana to have her get surgery for it. And after the surgery, I brought her back, and, you know, she was on stall rest for several weeks, and I was like, God, I hate that she's just stuck in a stall. It makes me sick, and there's just nothing that she's doing. I can walk her, but that's not very fun. And I was like, I want to, to like, engage her and still work with her. And it brought me back to my days with my last horse, Bo. And he was out for eight months after a keratoma removal surgery. And we had to wait on his hoof to grow back out before he could, like, be turned out or anything. And I decided that I wanted to try liberty training. And that was my understanding of it at the time, that you just had this magical bond that came out of absolutely nowhere. And once you said you were a liberty trainer, it just everything just fell into place. And that's not what happened. I did it very poorly and gave up pretty quickly. 
And so when Zoe was in the stall, I was like, hmm, maybe I can give that a shot again. But let's do it like an adult (laughs) with some research backing it and not in the childish, you know, dream world that I did before. And so I decided to take a deep dive on Instagram because that's where you get valuable information. Um, In this case, that's true. And um, I stumbled upon the Willing Equine. And that is Adele Shaw's business. She has a podcast on here, as I mentioned before. And um, I essentially binged her um, Instagram and YouTube comment, content, not comment, content. And then I was like, oh my God, this is really cool. I, I want to do all of this. So I ordered a clicker and a treat pouch and just grabbed whatever I could find to make Zoe touch it and then started target training. And then eventually I taught her to smile and I posted about it and thanked Adele for like giving me something to do while I had Zoe on stall rest, which led to me and Adele talking for three hours on the phone and me just being completely mind blown that there was this entire other world to horse training. And it was just, it was an amazing thing because when I first started working with Zoe and I started her as a three-year-old, she's eight now. And I've pretty much been her only rider for that entire time. There are a few rides by other people, but it's mostly just been me. And the whole time we were competing, she just had such a tight back. Her tail would just be going all the time. And she's so sensitive. Like if I put my leg on, she'd just shoot forward. And if I pulled back at all, she'd either rear, put her head down and throw some little bucks or... Um, you know, just go behind the vertical and I could just tell she wasn't happy and I wasn't happy and I felt awful for like not having a happy horse. I'd always had horses that just like kind of tolerated whatever I did and Zoe was just like, ow, no, uh, nope, wrong, ow, you're stressing me out and that I just, it made me sick. I was like, I don't know how to do this and I love her more than anything so I was just like, I'm in a really hard place and <clears throat> that's not to say that everyone who rides traditionally ends up with that problem. Like I said, none of my horses before seemed to mind, but for Zoe in particular, it just, it wasn't working. And it always seems people that make the switch to positive reinforcement have the one horse, and that was Zoe. And um, so I fell into this on accident, and, you know, I started talking to Adele, and I was just like, oh my god, there's another way to do things. And I just decided to sort of, you know, take the time while she was recovering to really focus on this and see what I could do while she was recovering. And she also ended up getting a kick injury from a rather large draft mare that also um, disabled her from being rideable. So I was like, you know what, I'm just going to focus on groundwork. And that's, that's still where we're at. We're just perfecting things on the ground so that we can have some clear, effective communication, you know, the key to any healthy, good relationship. (laughs) And um, we're developing that on the ground. And then we'll hopefully transfer that into the saddle here soon. And um, it's just, it's been an amazing journey with her. And it's still in its preliminary stages, obviously. (laughs) Um, And I just, I can't wait to see what we can accomplish now that there's, I, I don't feel any pressure to show or to like take lessons every single day and blah, 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 and do all the things. I just want to, you know, kind of hang out with my horse and enjoy her. And if we fall back into the competition world, um, cool. But I have a stipulation for that. Um, If Zoe is tight-backed and stressed and her tail is moving like a propeller, then I'm not doing it. 
it's like it's it's not worth it to me for her to be that anxious and uncomfortable I want her to be happy and healthy and just enjoying her job and an interesting difference is now she also doesn't have ulcers since we're not stressed about riding every day and taking clinics and traveling all the time she's much healthier and um I would like to attribute that to her stress levels decreasing, which is pretty awesome. Um, and that also leads me into my next project, which is Mac. He he is named Make It Work, or Mac. He is an off-the-track thoroughbred. He is currently four years old, and he's a little baby boy that is owned by my boss, Sunny. And she is being gracious enough to allow me the ride on him for the Retired Racehorse Project, uh, thoroughbred makeover 2019 in October at the Kentucky Horse Park and oh my god I'm so excited actually I think it's at the end of se- September because um, I know the first day is my birthday so <laughs> happy birthday to me I get to compete I'll be 21 and uh, not not engaging in 21 year old activities because I'll be focused on the show <laughs> but um, I am also making a significant effort to restart him with uh, a positive reinforcement-based training regimen, if you will, and um, I, I want to restart him completely and hopefully have a happy, healthy horse ready for a show by October, and uh, I'm really excited for this journey with him, and that is pretty much what this podcast is about. Not specifically Mac, but just the journey of bringing horses along and my journey as I read and learn and research. And I think it'll be really cool to share with you guys what I learn as I learn, Um, which again, may not be the most spectacular idea in the world, but I think it'll be fun, um, a fun learning experience for everyone. And um, he is a very cool horse, but a very different personality from Zoe. So it's giving me some very well-rounded training, but, yeah, I'm taking them both to an Alexandra Curling clinic, and um, she's the uh, founder of the Equiosity podcast, and um, she's also the first one who like really brought equine clicker training to light, and she has several books on it, and I'm powering through them, trying to get through them before the clinic and at the end of April, um, and I, God, I can't wait to take both horses, because they're both so vastly different, it'll just be really interesting. And hopefully that will give me a very good uh, podcast topic um, to share with you guys everything that I learned. So yeah, I think that pretty much wraps everything up. I just want to share with you guys my journey and you know what I'm journaling, what I'm seeing, what I'm learning and analyzing, and what I'm working on. And hopefully I'll have some really cool guests on to interview and you know discuss training and positive reinforcement, ethics, whatever have you (laughs) on this podcast. And um, yeah, hopefully it'll be really, really cool. So thank you all for listening to Equine in Theory. Uh, Check me out on social media, other platforms, if you need some picture slash video content. Uh, It's under Jet Equitheory. And um, you can also check out my website, jetequitheory.com, for um, a glossary. I have a glossary that defines all of these wonderful terms, uh, like positive reinforcement, operant conditioning, all that wonderful stuff, and also a resource page with books and videos and articles and pretty much everything you could ever think you need to get started. 
And um, yeah, I hope that you guys are as excited as I am about this podcast. And I hope it can be something truly great. So thank you for listening to Equine in Theory.